Hello, welcome to the Surreal Audio Archive podcast, the only podcast sponsored by... <coughs> Hello, my name's Noah, I'll be the game master. That's not Dungeons, Dragons, and White Wolf uh, for, our first set, uh, for our first campaign here. Uh, this is our second session for uh, first campaign. We'll be playing through the plot of Dungeons and Dragons, the movie, with the Powered by the Apocalypse rule set, Dungeon World. I'm assuming if you're listening to a person that listens to the actual play podcasts, you probably already know what Dungeon World is. So I'm not going to explain too much what that is. And we're playing through the plot of the Dungeon Dragons, the movie. And we've already gone well, well off the rails. Just give you a little bit of last time on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Last time our intrepid party of adventurers uh, were ch- are trying to find the dragon rod sphere scepter thing from uh, before the Jeremy Irons wizard guy can get it and also there's like an empress who wants to uh, install egalitarianism because in this in this uh, in this empire that's called the Empire of Izmir not like the Tur- city in Turkey but the Empire of Izmir in the city of Izmir uh, there's like a a ruling class of, of wizards that rule over everything and also the Empress has a scepter that controls dragons and the big bad wizard is trying to get the sept. It's it's a very very original plot as you can tell it's very important and engaging and we've totally been trying to follow it just to to, to a T uh, but yeah they're trying to get the the magic dragon rod MacGuffin thing and they're also all wanted by the man because Jeremy Irons' character is kind of a dick like that. Uh, I'm gonna go around after and introduce you, referring to them all by character name in the Powered by Apocalypse fashion. Starting off with the intrepid young mage, Marina. Marina, introduce yourself. Tell us about your character. Well, with that recap, you've totally shot my introduction. Thank you. In a world of WDM, magical war destruction or war magic destruction, one young woman stands up to a wicked tyrant. A tyrant who wants to put magic into the hands of the unlicensed, the unlearned, and the untested. That tyrant is the elven empress, and our heroine is Marina, paragon of reason. Her duty is to stem the flow of ignorance, holding back the braying tides to ensure the world survives. Only one artifact can aid her in this most terrible responsibility, the Dragon Scepter. The problem is, the evil empress controls the first and has sent her most loyal and ignorant lackey, along with a band of half-wits, to obtain the second. Will Marina succeed in enforcing magical control? Can our heroine triumph, or will she be met with death and dishonor? Only the dice will tell. You know, I think I'm just going to cut everything I said and just put that as the introduction. Editing. Editing. All right. It's a thing. What? What? What happened? What happened to? What happened to Elwood? Uh, he said, "Just be right back." Okay. Yep. Okay. Oh, and he's gone offline. <laughs> you mean he missed? <laughs> well, he's fucking he, dead, I guess. Uh, we'll just keep he's going. Th- he's taking taking the Elwood. Oh. Uh. Get it. Get it. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Oh, th- oh, thank God you're not dead. Okay. <laughs> oh, shame. Oh, I mean, uh, yeah, great. You're, you're yeah. Back. <laughs> only, only psycho, only emotionally. 
He's only dead on the inside. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Next up, Elwood. What's your deal, man? Tell us about your character. Uh, hi. I'm... My name is Frog, I guess, is the pseudonym we're going with. Man, I couldn't think of anything better. Cut me some slack. Uh, I am playing Elwood. He is a dwarf. He works at the shitty fantasy guard job because fucking Roger took his, took his position at the better building. Uh, he's tired. Uh... His voice is just really shitty discount Grunkle Stan. He's just doing his best, man. Alright, next up. Norda. The Elf Ranger. It is. It's Norda, the Elf Ranger. And uh, this is Red who is playing Norda. So Norda is the right hand of uh, of um, of uh, the Empress, uh, Empress Savina. Uh, Norda has been sent off uh, to the library in order to grab information regarding the uh, uh, the um, I can't believe I forgot the name of it. It's such a compelling story, and I forgot the name of it. The Rod of Savril. Is that right? Sure. <laughs> Let's just go with that. Uh, I can't remember. Um, <laughs> uh, so um, went to the library and ended up running into a bunch of these jokers. Um, who uh, seemed like they walked straight out of a comedy scale, you know. I don't know if we're allowed to name names. I'm, I'm going to say Laurel and Hardy. And, uh, you know, if we're not allowed to say it, then, you know. Um, found the information. Uh, however, found out that most, uh, that it was incomplete. And that most of the information sat with uh, one of the dwarves who ransacked the library. So now she is stuck uh, with these bunch of... Uh, uh, with this bunch and uh going forward she is on uh, a quest which is you know odd words to use uh to res uh, to get back the rod of savril in order to control the red dragons and uh she is also accompanied by her uh, wonderful um her wonderful uh, uh hawk willow and that is everything that i have to say all right. Next up, uh, Ridley. Unfortunately, not Ridley from Aliens. Tell what's your deal? Oh come on! I can be just as bad as that, really. Anyways, I'm Minnie, and I'll be playing Ridley, a fighter thief who is looking for his next paycheck, stealing the many books in the in the Mage Academy. I think it was the Major Academy uh, library with his best, well, depends on who you ask, best friend, snails, uh, snails. But alas, uh, in that very moment, they were attacked and had to run away from the library with all they had in, they had on hand. Who knows how will they survive this encounter with the armies of God damn it. <laughs> Who knows how, how will they survive this encounter now in the sewers? But we'll see in this in this session. Alright. Next up. Snails. T 
tell tell us about yourself. Alright, I will be playing Snails. Um, he is an accomplished thief, a fast-talking rogue, whose plans seem to change on a whim, but always have a bit of a citric flavor. Um, I am David... I'm Thompson. Uh, some people might know me from the podcast 33.3 FM, and I did not kill and eat Jeffrey Epstein. Wink. What an introduction. Ooh, nice plug. All right. Uh, so, down to the immediate recap. Uh, Elwood... You promised us to swavern. So, yes. Elwood, Norda, Ridley, and Snails, you are down in the city sewers. It's dark. It's dank. But it's not a dungeon. Uh, luckily, you find some torches along the walls. Uh, and light them, providing some light. It's your sort of... It looks like a massive cavern uh, built from stones in sort of a general tube shape with uh, little wooden walkways along the sides and just uh, a river of shit running through the whole thing. Uh, I don't think I need to tell you how it smells. GM, you said that I lighted torches in a sewer full of methane? It's a fantasy <laughs> setting. It's, it's magic fire. Well, or magic shit. Whichever one you'd prefer. <laughs> yes. Yes, the boat. They're magic. Don't have to explain shit about oh, magic. Okay. So let's just wait down here for the heat to die down, and then we... What are we looking for again? The Road of Savile. Okay. And how many leads do we have on where it is exactly? Well, frog? No, that's right, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you reach... You just reach through the phone and throttle me to death. <laughs> such a twat, I'm so sorry. Remind me of what his name for. Elwood. Elwood. <laughs> uh, I, I thought Elwood was such a dick. Uh, I wish my name was Elwood. That's such a cool name, but no, I, it's not fried. I looked at Elwood and I thought, oh wait, no, that couldn't be the name in this. That's from Blues Brothers. Wait, this isn't the Blues Brothers campaign? Oh, maybe one day. I'm sure they've released a tabletop around the way. Only issue is, is if you go into it, you've got Dan Aykroyd trying to sell his crystal head vodka. No, no, you just, you, just, you just play it with Dungeon World. It's Blues Brothers with Dungeon World. It's fine. God damn it. Now I have to plug crystal head vodka. <laughs> it's not very good. <laughs> um, Elwood. We are going to seek the scepter. The information we have on the scepter is in those books. So, when we have a time to sit down, we will look through the books. Okay. Okay, good. Just making sure we didn't have to, like, go on some, like, five-hour quest 
to find where the rod is. Like, like I'm glad we just have that written down. <sighs> and she just walks ahead. So you go off deeper into the sewers off to find the mythical swavern. The tavern in the sewers. Because after all of this, we do need a strong drink. Meanwhile, Marina, what is what are you up to? Well, the last thing we did was have a nice little chat with dear uncle, not Jeremy Irons. And we agreed not to kill each other. And I spent my time re-preparing my spells. And um, then I'm going to uh, head towards the Royal Palace under the cover of darkness. Still in my guard suit armor. Okay, uh, are you trying to assassinate the Empress? Whatever gave you that idea. Possibly because I told you after the game. Yes. Alright. That's the plan. The plan will be to scope out the palace, since I've already been there. So look around, and try and steal the Golden Dragon Scepter. Okay. Uh, so you're gonna be- you're gonna be scoping the palace out? The exterior? The interior, I'm running over the exterior. Okay. Like I've been there Alright. So, we'll say you make it in, because you're in the guard suit, and they're all sort of in identical black stormtrooper armor. And you make it in, you're inside the palace, you're gonna scope out the inside. Uh, so that would be a discern realities roll. It's under general moves, and it's wisdom. Sorry, just hold the recording for a second, Noah. Um, so is that just a straight wisdom roll? Uh, yeah. Oh, that's the stat you use. Modifies for this other than the, uh, the stat itself. No. Like my roll. One second. So I was looking at my sheet, and I was trying to find the um, what's it called? The discern realities bit. Couldn't see it. You forgot the roll part. Yeah, I, I see that many. Fantastic fail. 
Oof. Yeah, that is. <laughs> um, just on a side, uh, something. I'm sorry to cut out the recording as well. Uh, just for the viewers at home, uh, please make sure that you're uh, announcing what you're rolling and then what your result was. Fair enough. Uh, so, from the when we start resuming recording again, I'll announce my role then. Okay, yeah. Uh, now the recording's resumed. Announce. Okay. All right. Well, that was terrible roll of a 2d6 minus one with a result of one. What? Uh, so what, what was your intention? What were you trying to figure out? My intention was trying to... My intention was trying to figure out where the uh, scepter might be located based on my knowledge of the palace blueprints. Okay, you spend uh, several hours wandering around the palace, but uh, you can't, for the life of you, find where that scepter would be located. Uh, it's not in any of the in spots that case, you would think it would be. Marina is going to be a reasonable young woman and ask for directions. Okay, who are you going to ask for directions from? I'm going to look and see if there are any guards who are on guard duty who seem to be standing around where perhaps they shouldn't be. And then I'm going to go and see if there are any guards who are off duty who are looking decidedly disgruntled. Okay, you go to the guard lounge, as it were. On the lower levels of the palace by the dungeon, there is a sort of small bar and uh, a pool table. And they're all just kind of hanging out, drinking beers and smoking, all on their breaks. All in full armor? Uh, th some of them have sort of take our various stages of uh, un unarmor dressed. Most of them have their helmets off, at least. I'm going to look around to see if there's anyone who's not actually inside the bar, but who's outside um, and happens to be leaning against a wall in a corridor or something, or out back in a proverbial beer guard. Uh, yeah, no, there, there's a couple of them, you know, hanging out outside the bar, leaning against things and smoking. All right, well, I'm going to go up to an isolated one and I'm going to put on my gruffest voice. And I'm going to say to him, Ah, oh, shit, shift tonight. Did you see those miscreants in the marketplace made a right mockery of us? Uh, yeah, give me a charisma roll for this. If Marina isn't nobility, she would have a job as a voice actor. Well, that is a six. 
six. Uh, so you're, <laughs> you're about as charismatic mm-hmm. as a pile of poo, I guess. This session. Listen, listen. All right, so the guard just kind of looks you up and down and says, Listen, Messi, just because your boyfriend's in the guard doesn't mean you need to dress up and fall, pretend to be a guy and start following him around. You think you're the first woman trying to pretend to be a man to get in here? Or I don't know. Maybe you just want to see some action. Oh, you figured it out. But, you know... I, I don't know how to tell you this without sounding like a creep one. It's not exactly like he's my boyfriend. He said, come here and bring two of your girlfriends and we'll do it right outside the scepter room, just like the dragons do it. Have you ever seen a golden dragon? Can you imagine what it's like? have a horde of egg. I mean, wow. Yeah. Oh, Missy, I think your boyfriend might be lying to you. There's not a scepter room. Everyone knows that the Empress keeps her scepter in her bedroom. And I don't think there's any chance anyone's going to be getting near that. I mean, it's right at the top of the palace and it's the most guarded section. Yeah, that's what he said. He said that no one ever gets near it except those Her Majesty invites, and that's why he called it the Scepter. Because, you know, she's got a... And Marina trails off because PG-13. Bitch, you don't get to say PG-13 after what you just said. Listen, I I don't believe it. I think your boyfriend's lying to you. Yeah, he probably is. He lied about buying me flowers. He lied about taking me down to the wharf just so we could see the ship together on our first date. Such a terrible, terrible man. And you know, he likes to hit me. Oh, well. Sounds like a you problem. Anyway, I'm going to go smoke over there where people aren't going to talk to me. Thank you so much for listening. And he just walks off. Enjoy the rest of your shift. Marina's going to head to the top of the palace now. Okay. Meanwhile. So... Snails, you're the one that's heard the legend of the Swavern. So, I should take the lead on finding it, is that what you're saying? Well, more like, do you have the remotest idea where it might be? <laughs> I, it's, it's the logical... Okay. Why, where in the city would you locate a Swavern? Um, it has to be a relatively well-trafficked area of sewer. Um, possibly there are sewer residents who use this tavern. But where are the sewer residents most likely to be? Hmm, beneath the market, where there's the most likely to be a large amount of food waste going down the drains. So if you had goblins or anything living down there, they would eat food waste and they could possibly 
need a swavin. So let's go underneath the nearest farmer's market. Wait, are we actually... I, I thought you were... I thought you were fucking with me. Uh, aren't we, like, running from the guard right now? Oh, trust we... me. That's how snails is. We're gonna lay low in the swavin. Oh. Is, but no, I'm gonna stop you. Is there actually a, like a sewer tavern? Is that real? Yes. Of course. Why wouldn't there be a sewer tavern? <sighs> Trust me. That's all snails is. Who knows where yes. he'll take us. Okay. It's just, it has to be underneath the farmer's market. So let's, let's go there. At the, very least, at the very least, this will take us away from the main way the guards have seen us leaving. Maybe this way we'll find another exit and this way, and that way we might run, lay low from the guards for a while. After all, would they expect us to appear out of the farmer's market? Yeah, no one will look for us under the farmer's market. They'll assume we're going to leave the city. And we're going to head straight for the middle of the city. Like geniuses. They'll never expect it. Um. I. You're a very, very weird kid. But, okay. Look, they're going to have guards all around. They're going to have alerted everyone to us trying to egress from this city. So, let's not, let's just disappear into the swavit and get some drinks. Okay, okay, I, I, I'm with you on the first bit. That was the idea of going down here, was to wait for the heat to die off, but, and, you know, change our names and... Well, do, do you want clothes. to, would you rather hide down here next to the shit river, or do you want to go to the swavit? Okay, I want to... Okay, let's go to the swapper. All right. Might as well. Now, do I lead them there, or do I have to roll something to find it? Remind me, what is this swapper? Well, swapper is... Uh, it's kind of a portmanteau. Swa uh, stands for sewer, where we are, and avid is short tavern, which is a place where alcoholic beverages are sold. I do not mean to burst your bubble, but do you really think they would serve beverages and food within the sewer? I, I don't think... Food. I don't think anyone is that desperate. I what think we should bet? keep moving. What, what do you want to bet? I'll give you a lemon. I'll bet this lemon. Sure. What do you I could do with the spending money. I bet you 20. All right. Let's, let's go to the swap. 20 lemons? <laughs> I'm assuming the wager is uh, he's betting 20 currency units and I'm betting one lemon. So this is a good deal for oh. me. Oh, We're off to see the wonderful swaffer of A very good deal for our situation at hand. 
Very good. Norda's just rubbing her hands on her temples, going, If Lemon is mentioned one more time, I will not be blamed for my actions. You don't even want to win this bet. Oh, shut up. So you make your way through the sewers, walking along the shit river, occasionally stepping over the occasional rat swarm, and uh, sometimes, like, you feel like you can see stuff moving in the shit water. You've heard legends about giant lizards that swim through these sewers. They're from a far-off land, and they're called alligators. Anyway, as you ah. as you make your way through, eventually you come across in the sort of central central part of the sewer, right below the market district. You come across what looks like an entire uh, sewer village built ramshackle uh, over the central drainage system. With the well, I'd be Elwood just Elwood's just looking up there, open mouth. And then it's just going to look at Norda, and then look back, and then look at Norda, and then look back, like... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to nudge Elwood and say, I appreciate your amazement, but you probably don't want to have an open mouth around here. This is the sewer. Come on. Yeah. A word of warning. of warning for all of you. The alligator's bite is deadly, as you know. They have all the muscles to close their mouths, but not to open them. So, since you, since I, well, let's find this swaven first. But I'm going to say, once we get to the swaven, um, and we are going to find it, obviously, once I win this bet and get your 20, I am going to do the honorable and camara camaraderie thing and merely open a tab so we can drink in this swaven. For as long as that 20 remains. I... I thought my apartment smelled like shit. So you make your way into the sewer town. Uh, it looks like it's built off of debris and sort of ramshackle nailed together with uh, pieces of driftwood and garbage and chunks of other building all kind of haphazardly stuck together with uh, sort of a makeshift dock acting as the floor. Uh, you can still kind of see the sewer flow underneath the ground as you walk on it under the floorboards and it's uh, it's really crowded uh, there's a lot of vendors there's a lot of people in cloaks a lot of goblins a lot of orcs uh, a lot of people that looks like they'd be in the thieves guild 
you see a big, big building, and on it is a sign, and it says, Not the Thieves' Guild, in big letters. Very subtle. And then next to that building is, is it, it almost glows from the torchlight, the Swavern. Snails is going to look self-satisfied. Norda's going to slap the money in his hands and not say anything, just walking to it. Who builds a tavern in the sewers? I am surrounded by idiots. I'm just going to place a hand on Snails' shoulder and say, Well, buddy, I never actually thought that should be right for once. I have never been wrong. Sure. Sure. And I pat him on the shoulder. While still looking at the swivel with all. <laughs> Fuck yeah, let's go to the swivel. <laughs> I can't wait to get a lager and I end up leaving with E. coli. Yeah, baby, let's get let's let's get cut let let's cut ourselves in the swavern. Mm. I think Ecola is the least worrying thing in this swavern. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm gonna like lean back on this chair made of rusted, jagged scrap metal. You you either die a hero or you live long enough to die of E. coli. <laughs> Honestly, if the if the bartender isn't handing out like pamphlets, then this might be where I have to go after work now. Alright, so you, you walk in. Uh, meanwhile, so Marina, you're gonna try to sneak into the Empress's room? Yeah, obviously I'm gonna cast Invisibility upon myself first. Okay. Does that require a and roll? And I'm gonna do it in an out-of-the-way storeroom. Some kind of privy or something. You know, one which drops down onto the city below, since we're in a medieval castle. Yeah. So does the uh, the invisibility, does that require a roll? Or is that... Uh, what? Uh -oh. Wait. Okay. You were Okay, that's a roll for invisibility and that is an eleven. You're you're super invisible. No one can see you. So Yes, how do the rules for sound work in a particular system? It's powered by the apocalypse, so it's basically what fits the story. If you walk in and it's it's been stated that it's a creaky wooden floor and you step on it, people are probably gonna notice you. Okay, I'm going to take off my boots and I'm going to hang them on my belt so I'm walking around in my socks. Or I should say stockings. Alright. So that doesn't really make a whole lot of noise especially when there's, you know, dozens of guards clamping around in full 
uh, full chainmail. You eventually find the large ornate doors of the Empress's room. It looks like they're closed tight, and on either side is a guard in full chain and full body armor. Each of them carrying large battle axes. And there's also a regular patrol of about three or four guards that pass by the door uh, every ten minutes or so. What do you do? So, if I understand the rule set correctly, I only break invisibility if I hack. Correct? Yes. What if I throw something? Like a volley? Um, like a drinking flagon attached to my belt, since we're in a medieval setting. For a distraction, or for, like, to hit someone? For a distraction. Okay, yeah, no, I'd say that doesn't break invisibility, then. Wonderful. So here's what I'm gonna do. I am going to, um, put a couple of copper coins into my flagon, which has a lid on, and then I'm going to throw it at the wall leading down the stairs and watch it ricochet. Um, and I'm going to be standing a few steps away from the guard, away from the, the stairs, against the wall, away from any light sources. All right. Uh... That doesn't sound particularly difficult, so I won't make you roll anything for that. So you, f you fling the flask with the coins in it down the stairs, bounces off the wall, makes a big noise. The two guards turn around like, something made a noise, protect the Empress, and they run away with little... Uh, red exclamation points above their heads. Uh, no. Um, and they leave the door unguarded. And you have about ten minutes to get in before the next patrol circles back around. Well, since I'm outside of the cone for the security camera, I mean, oh wait, I'm going to open the door and see if I can slip inside. Okay, you go and try the door, but it looks like it's locked from the inside. I'm going to pound on the door. Alright, you do so. Uh, it opens up a crack. You see the, it looks like the face of uh, a maid, one of the Empress's personal attendants. She peeks her head out. I'm going to whisper to the maid, you must let me in. I am a courier from the Mages Guild. I've got news about... Pause the recording for a second. What is the name of the big bag again? I don't remember. Profion. Jeremy Irons. And we're not... Thank and you. I'm not... To be clear, I'm not pausing the recording. I'm just going to edit this out and post. Yeah, whatever. You know what I mean. Um... And I say, news about Lord Profion. Oh, come in. Empress, there's a... 
Uh, and she t- she get, she calls over the empress and tells and tells her what you just told her. What do you and so you're in? What do you do? Am I still invisible? Uh, so do you only break invisibility if you like attack? I believe so. Okay, so then yeah, I guess you're still invisible. Alright, well, I'm going to sneak around to where the Empress is, and I'm going to breathe in her ear and say, Your Majesty, we met earlier. I have the most dire of news concerning your royal safety. Lord Prophe is going to send an assassin to take your life this very night. I had suspected as much. That's why I've doubled the guard, as you can tell. My lady, if I, a simple journeyman mage, can slip through undetected by your guard and stand right beside you with your neck exposed, imagine what a senior mage could do. I suppose you're right. What do you suggest? We must hurry to an antechamber. Dress one of your maids in your royal robes. Quick, we must take the scepter and hide it. My master is sending a force. I would estimate maybe four mages. I do not know, but I am ever your loyal servant. All right. She calls one of her uh, maids and talks her for a bit in hushed tones, and then eventually the maid nods and puts on her royal robes. And then heads out. Or is do you want the do you want the do you want the decoy to stay in the room? Yes, that would probably make sense. Okay. Um, I'm going to be at. I'm going to be the queen's shadow, still invisible. Okay. And then the queen puts on the maid uniform and then hides the scepter, wraps it up in a cloth, and throws it over her back and follows you. Well, she can't follow me because I'm invisible. Well, she goes um, She goes to the priory. Okay. And I'm going to go with her and... I am going to say to her, um, halfway there, Your Majesty, do you have the power to summon a dragon? Yes, of course. That's the power the scepter grants me. If you do not mind, when you grasp it, does the dragon have your knowledge? Or does it have the knowledge of the person who summons it? Well, the dragons still have uh, independent will uh, minds of their own. They, the scepter merely allows a, the uh, the user to bend the dragon's will to their own. Ah, uh, you see, I am asking, as I have knowledge of where the Procyon is hiding, of his secret chamber, but you 
My queen, do not. If we strike now, we could eliminate the threat of Procyon well, and secure your kingdom uh, for all time. If you tell me where Procyon is, I can summon a dragon and send. I can summon the golden dragons and send them after him. It's within the bowels of the great tower. It is warded by magic and feet of stone. I could also summon the dragons and instruct them to follow your command. Yes, if I could touch the dragon's mind, communicate with it, then I could give them everything they need to eliminate a traitor. Where, where do you suggest we do this? Somewhere safe, somewhere obviously large enough to summon a dragon, somewhere where his assassins could not sneak up on you. Forgive me, my lady, but you must also shed the maid's outfit as soon as possible, because a maid running around is a classic decoy. I suggest that what we do is we head somewhere safe, somewhere where he will not be expecting. You cannot trust any of the guards, Your Majesty. I know he has agents within it. You must forgive me. When you summoned me to the palace yesterday, I could not confirm my loyalty because he has his eyes and ears everywhere. I understand. I knew I could trust you. Come, we Is there a safe place you, you know? Somewhere out of sight, out of the way? Come, we must go to the top of the royal tower. It's isolated. Not even the guards go up there. And it's the only place where we can summon a dragon from. They'll fly in from the sky. Follow your lead, my empress. Alright, so she leads you up to the top of the tower. Meanwhile, back at the Swavern, all of you go in. Uh, tables and chair situation, not that bad. They do look like they were tables and chairs from other taverns that got, like, broken in bar fights and then have been kind of jerry-rigged back together by nailing two-by-fours into them. Uh, but besides that, you know, not that bad. This place is great! And yeah, it's loud. Uh, they're just, there's just like a couple different bar fights going on. Uh, you know, uh, there's a dartboard. There's several pool tables. There, the, there's a thick layer of smoke covering the ceiling. Because everybody's smoking. Uh, some of it's tobacco, some of it's um, other substances. Everyone's just having a real good time, and you can just... Standing in the Swavern deals passive damage to you, too. Uh, the, the smell of, of, of alcohol is thick. Uh, it smells like substances they use to thin paints. If those exist in, those, in, in this world... We'll say they do. Paint thinners exist, and that's what you smell. They do in here. <laughs> the the, the <laughs> smell of alcohol is so strong, it's literally causing what little paint there was on the walls to slowly peel off. 
Oh, for how, for how different it looks. The shore is a tavern, not gonna lie. This is a waking nightmare. Well, I'm gonna take that 20. What did I get 20 off, by the way? Was it 20 gold? How does this work? What is the currency unit? Tw uh, we'll say gold. Alright, I'm gonna take my 20 gold and see if I can open a tab for me and my motley crew. How, how did you even find this place, Snails? I mean... I usually don't leave you out of sight, just in case. How, how did you find this place? Listen, you just need to visualize it in your head and the universe will provide. That's the secret. Literally. This is why I don't, why I don't leave you eat the rotten food that's been left on the table. <coughs> Noida waves her hand in front of her face and says, I never thought I'd enjoy the smell of tobacco and alcohol so much. So can At I have least... a tab? Right. At least it doesn't smell of a sewer. I will not be drinking, for I do not wish to be sick. Yes. I I agree with you there, lady. I I'm just I'm gonna scared. stand up and inhale. I'm scared what's in those barrels. We cannot stay in here without purchasing something. They're gonna kick us out. This is a bar, this is a tavern. Um, well, put a drink behind the bar for the bartender for me. I, I'm gonna uh, go. I, I'm gonna find out. I'm gonna get uh, a, a medium strength ale for myself. And is no one else drinking? I'm gonna drink. Nordica is off to find. Nordica is off to find a table. I'm not sure if I want to drink, but I also don't want to get to get kicked out. I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna order a drink for for the looks for the looks, so I won't get kicked out. I'm I have no idea how many diseases this. This sewer tavern can hold, and I'd rather not have, have them all in my body. Oh, yeah. Does the sewer tavern have a drinks menu? Just just a word of warning. Um, if any of you actually try to drink any of this shit, you will have a constitution check. Just just a word. <laughs> <laughs> so I will have a constitution check, it seems. To be fair, that's, yeah. that's kind of obvious. Okay. I'm pretty we'll sure. You're going to the tavern and not get get drunk like so like so like i said equally is the least worrying thing in here so El is there like a bottle of tequila behind the bar with like a like a leech okay. or like a tapeworm in it so like you go up to there's an entire abalette there you go up go up to the bar it's um a lot of old bottles looks like they've been again thrown out they're all scratched up so much you can't really make out what liquids in all of them and none of them are labeled either. It's rows of that. You see the bartender. Um, her back's turned to you. She's clearing out one of the mugs. Uh, she looks like a middle-aged woman. Uh, a little bit on the larger side. Um, Elwood. Who was who that barmaid uh, at the bar you went to? The one that had the pamphlets? 
Oh, oh god, oh fuck, uh, not Kelly. We don't want to read your manifesto, Kelly, no. What was her name? Kelly. Okay. You, you go, go up to her, she turns around and it, it looks exactly like Kelly, except this woman has an eye patch. What do you do, Elwood? E Evil Kelly? Why? What are you talking about? Ed. Who are you? She doesn't seem to recognize you. Uh, okay. No one. My name is uh, Steve. Oh, did, you call, did you call me Kelly? Sorry, uh, that's my sister. I'm Smelly. Oh. <laughs> Fuck you, Noah. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> So, uh, my sister ever talked to you about her politics? This, this is awkward. Uh, you know her? Yeah. Y y y yes. Uh, yeah, you know, she's sorry about her. She's, uh, you know, she's, uh, a little crazy about that stuff, you know. She probably, I probably made you try to read her literature at one point. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Does she print? Does she print those herself? Because I never see her making them. She always just has more of them. Uh, well, you know, our our, our father was a uh, was a printer. Uh, taught tried to teach us to trade, but you know, women aren't allowed in the printers' guilds. So we both went to ourselves in the in a tavern game. Oh okay. Yeah, me. I'm not too into politics. That being said, though, uh, yet she pulls out she pulls out like a big bin full of papers. You know, I'm I'm more in the art, uh, and actually, you know, if you're buying drinks here uh, for free, I'll give you some of my poetry, a parchment of my poetry, for free with each drink. I think Elwood's going to make. Of, he's he's just going to look down at his like old hands, and then he's just gonna kind of put his head in his hands and. Okay. So what do you what do you guys order? Chicken nugget. Nah. Uh... You take. Of course not. You take Reddit karma. Yeah. <laughs> Of course not. No, I only deal. Nuggets. I only deal in exposure. Of course not. Or just normal chicken nuggets. We're gonna order Dino chicken nuggets. Oh shit! Fuck oh, yeah, dinosaur! Alligator nuggets. Come on, get right out there. Yeah, we're we're getting churned <laughs> up in the slavern. We're getting dinosaur chicken. Marina isn't getting any dinosaur chicken nuggets. So, <laughs> so who's laughing now? Still so, um, what they they do have food, but are you gonna order the food or are you gonna order the drinks? Yes, we both we're having a meal. Okay, what uh, what are your drink can we, orders? Can we, can we, uh, the Slavern special. I'll I'll be taking the um, what's the medium cross beer here? Cause I'll be taking that. Ale. The rat milk. 
Sassel would. I'll be taking the L then. I am going to look at the menu. I'm going to look and find leg of hobgoblin. And I'm going to order that. And I'm going to turn to the hobgoblin, hobgoblin next to me and say, how's it going? Uh, and also order an ale. The, 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 the hobgoblin looks at you suspiciously. You notice he's missing a leg. <laughs> oh, no! Oh, no! <laughs> I mean, I guess that's an efficient system. Like, you can have free drinks here from life. We just need, like, your thigh. That's a terrifying dystopian fantasy setting. I like it. You ever, you ever play Oddworld? This is like that, but grimier. I think we, you could just say, hey, have you played Oddworld? This is like that, and then stop. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. This is becoming more and more like Oddworld with each session. And I fucking love it. Oh my god. Can we just can, can we just have this surrealist nightmare campaign where we just keep going into deeper and deeper sewers? So anyway, uh, so Elwood and Ridley, you get the alligator-shaped chicken nuggets. Made from alligator meat. This is... Nice. I have never been so happy. And then uh, you both get ale. Although you noticed ale was in quotation marks on the menu for some reason. Um, but you got. I look at the ale with suspicion in my eyes. It's actually an IPA. Is the pale ale? Yeah. No, this is just a straight glass of pale tincture. Uh, it looks like piss. Uh, it, it, it has... Called it. It has, it has the color of piss. But... This is gonna be the worst thing I've ever said in character. Hey, <laughs> hey, smelly, is this piss? No, it's our, <laughs> it's our signature ale. Well, you know what they say, when life gives you piss, make piss ale. <sighs> Don't knock it. Okay, okay, Don't knock it till you tried it. I will. If I, if I die here, I'm, I'm leaving snails in your care. Me? God, I could never be a dad. Uh, so, Norda, I'm assuming you're not getting anything because your, your character cares about their health and safety. I'm just pausing it. Um, Red did say that uh, he was going to be right back for about three minutes. Also, no, I have an out-of-character question. Hypothetical, of course. Is it possible for the party to die from ingesting this stuff and literally end the campaign this session? Uh, I mean, probably not. But let's see what happens. Thank you so much for listening to the Soap Podcast. Now piss off.